0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hank Radio. I hope you all are having a great day, and I think it's a great day for some jazz. What do you think,
1: Chuck? I know, I'm excited. I've been uh, waiting for this since the last time we did it. It's a beautiful, sunny day here, uh, and I'm ready to uh, start a-rockin' and a-rollin'. Great.
0: Uh, We're going to start this episode off with... Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers, Dr. Jazz Stomp. I hope you enjoy. Folks,
1: wasn't that a great song uh, for a great day? I would say. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with a jelly roll, and then a like I said, a beautiful uh, spring day here in Southwest Michigan. It just fit the vibe uh, perfectly. So, uh, what you know what you've been up to, Hank, since the last time we got together and spun some tunes? Um, just chilling, as the kids say. I think nowadays, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, practicing some. Uh, Baseball, some hitting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. I I've
0: been doing pretty good myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And of course, uh it's it's good that you bring up uh the the baseball connection. Um because it was uh essayist Gerald Early who um said and I just lost it here. Oh crap. Here it is. <laughs> uh oops, go away. No, no. You have, to, you have to bail me out. I messed up, Hank. Okay. So anyway, Hank's been playing baseball, and it's been great. No, but um, what uh, what Gerald Early said was, uh, when they study this civilization 2,000 years from now, there'll be three things that America is remembered for. The Constitution, baseball, and jazz music. The three most beautiful things that America um, has created. And uh, it's it's hard to argue with them. Yeah. And we got a lot of great jazz coming up. And we do have some baseball coming up, too, so uh, stick around uh, for that. But uh, what do you got uh, lined up next for us, Hank?
0: Um, next up, we got Potato Head Blues with Louis Armstrong and his
1: Hot 7.
0: Huh. Um, normally it's Hot 5. But uh, before that, real quick, <laughs> um, yeah, I just it's been a great day. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> here's uh, here's Potato Head Blues with Louis Armstrong and his Hot 7. Well, folks, that was Potato Head Blues with Louis Armstrong and his Hot 7. Uh, well, what are the facts, uh,
1: Chuck? Just the facts with uh, old Louis Armstrong here. Uh, many consider this one of his finest recordings. Um, you could that, that solo that he has in there is just so great. Um, and so you had mentioned before uh, we listened to the song that it was usually um, Louis Armstrong in his Hot 5. Uh, but the week that this uh, song was recorded, along with some other songs, they were the Hot Seven. Uh, they expanded by adding uh, tuba and drums to the ensemble during that week. Um, and it also contains one of his most famous solos, one of his most uh, critically revered solos, um, which involved this, um, that notion of the stop time. So if you heard during his solo, it was... Um, and so that, that stop time solo... Um, was kind of derived from uh, a tap dancing tradition, something that people do when they traditionally tap dance. Um, And also uh, the New Orleans tradition of adding breaks and fills during that improvisational, easy for me to say, um, type of music. Um, Contains heavy accents and frequent rests, um, which gives you the illusion of um, changing the tempo, but it really doesn't. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to the, um, who played the person who played the clarinet on that song, something we don't normally do. But Johnny Dodds was a legendary jazz uh, clarinetist um, and has been described as a prime architect in the creation of the jazz age. So he had a solo in there. It sounded great. Um, an excellent selection, Hank. Um, one of my favorite Armstrong tracks. So thank you.
0: No problem. Yeah, uh,
1: just sounded good. Yeah. Also, I like the name. I was gonna say you can't. You really can't pass up a song that's called Potato Head, right? Like yeah. just like we gotta add Jelly Roll Mo- Morton whenever we can. We have to have a song that's called Potato Head Blues. Yeah, as I said last
0: time, I mostly pick them based on the names. Uh, <laughs> so uh, next up, we got Royal Garden Blues with the New Orleans Lucky Seven.
2: Thank you. The New
0: Orleans Lucky 7. And uh, I think that's a great song. One of my favorite old songs. I really like um, the uh, cover that um, Count Basie did in the 40s. That was a really good one.
1: Yeah. Uh, what are the facts, uh, Chuck? Uh, the Royal Garden Blues, originally composed by uh, Clarence and Spencer Williams in 1919. Uh, this uh, version that we just heard was by Bix uh, Beiderbecke. Um, and his New Orleans Lucky Seven, who we heard I, on one of the episodes previously, um, um heavily influenced by the original Dixie Land Jazz Band and that hot jazz sound. Um, so just another example of um, th- how everything's connected here in this jazz world that we've been listening to, yep. uh, in in the, especially in the nineteen twenties. How. At one point, everybody played with everybody else, or somebody was heavily influenced uh, by somebody else that we've already heard before. And we'll hear from Clarence Williams um, later on in the show. Um, uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for this one.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Chuck. Um, uh, next up, we got Cushion Foot Stomp with the original washboard beaters. I love that name.
1: This is actually that Clarence Williams song that I mentioned. So this is a Clarence Williams tune um, who he's, uh, yeah, he's the one who composed the song that we just heard. And of course, on this show, we're always a fan of the Stomp. Yes, Stomps are the best.
0: So here's Cushion Foot Stomp and the (laughs) really good name, the original Washboard Beaters. Uh, Hope you enjoy. (laughs)
2: That's that cushion for bum
0: Stomp with the original washboard beaters. Uh, I really really like that one. What do you think?
1: Uh, Again, a perfect song for a sunny day, blue skies out there, and you just kind of want to chill out uh, on the front porch and listen to some washboard. Yeah. Um, uh, the original washboard beaters, um, Clarence Williams and Louis Armstrong have ties to this band. Uh, of course, like many other artists, Clarence Williams and Louis Armstrong worked um, together, um, throughout the 1920s especially. Um, and Clarence Williams arranged uh, bands and music for pretty much uh, every record company at that time. He had his uh, finger in the pie of uh, most jazz music at that time, and um, was really one of the giants um, with people like Fletcher Henderson and Duke Ellington um, of that time when it comes to like leading bands. Um, so he, And he composed the, the Royal Garden Blues, um, which is the song that we heard before this one. Um, and I didn't know this um, until I looked up um, this song. But apparently back in the day, uh, some records, especially jazz albums, would have washboard sides. So your B-side would be like a washboard song. Um, and you had Floyd Casey, who was a percussionist, a drummer, but he also played washboard. Um, playing the washboard on that song, and it started great. And I believe, although I could not um, uh, find um, confirmation, I believe you also heard Louis Armstrong on that song with the scatting and with the with the trumpet playing. So um, just an all around great, great song, um, and uh, that just perfect for a, a wonderful sunny Friday vibe. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to take this time to also thank retro strange for hosting um hank radio yes thank you and uh retro strange is here to ask you could you use more dick in your life well fortunately for you tomorrow night um retro strange movie night returns with their 41st show a triple dick feature three times the dick that you will certainly not regret. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Dick Tracy, you know, great movies by... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes, so we'll have Dick Tracy, Detective, Dick Tracy's Dilemma, and Dick Tracy Meets Gruesome. Um, so there you have a triple Dick Tracy feature from Retro Strange um, starting tomorrow night at 8.30 Eastern um, on RetroStrange.com. Uh, so, yeah, who couldn't use more Dick Tracy... Uh, In their lives, and in between each feature, of course, there'll be uh, a 15-minute intermission um, featuring shorts and cartoons um, curated by Retro Strange's very own uh, Noah. Um, So, yeah, that's just uh, that's all he goes by. Um, We would also like to take this time to direct you to. SetsideB.com. But, but after you listen to this, a- afterwards, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> after you're done listening to uh, Hank's Radio, uh, head over to SetsideB.com um, with video game news and views from the flip side. Um, so if you're into video games, especially um, indie stuff or um, uh, what am I looking for, like retro gaming, yes. um, uh, things like that, uh, head over to SetsideB.com um and uh check them out uh and then finally um you should definitely head on over to patreon.com slash phil nelson because that directly pays for these this hank radio infrastructure and why is it so important to uh to um have this uh hank radio hank why why don't you tell the folks why they should support hank radio
0: I don't know. Uh, well, if, if you can, that would be great. Um, but don't, you know, worry about it if you can't. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, great to get, you know, let people know about facts about old music and share
1: old, love of the love of old music with other people, I think. Hank's being super modest. If you don't support Hank Radio, yeah, Hank... We'd appreciate it if you did. Hank will implode. I've seen it happen once, and I don't want to see it happen again. So please head over, on over to patreon.com slash philnelson, P-H-I-L-N-E-L-S-O-N, and support Hank Radio for the love of Hank imploding.
0: <laughs> well, um, folks, next up, uh, well, thanks to our uh, wonderful, I don't know if they're sponsors, but right. <laughs> our wonderful, oh, yeah, Brenna, yeah. Um, well, thanks to all that, um, all the, those people. Um, thanks to Phil. And uh <laughs> you know. Yeah, sure. um, but next up we got St. Louis Shuffle with Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra. I hope you all enjoy. Folks, wasn't that? I think that was a great one, the St. Louis Shuffle. I love that name.
1: I mean, as far as things from St. Louis goes, that's that's a pretty good one. Um, Cardinals suck. Uh, all right, so, we all, so we all know that. You... So Fletcher Henderson. Uh, that was a Fletcher Henderson tune that we just heard, and um, we've had him. Uh, we've had him. We've listened to uh, some of his songs on the show before. Um, a chemistry and math major. Um, From Georgia, went to Atlanta University, uh, moved to New York to pursue a graduate degree um, in chemistry. But the music bug got hold and never let go. Um, Played piano on over 150 records between 1921 and 1923. So in two years, uh, over 150 records. Um, He sold his catalog to um, Benny Goodman in the 1930s um, and helped Goodman define the sound he would be known um, for during his heyday, um, and this also helped uh, those Henderson songs become a blueprint um, for the sound um, of the swing era. So Fletcher Henderson, one of those again giants of the era, played with um, people like Louis Armstrong, right? And was just uh, without Fletcher Henderson, I just you would have to wonder what the uh, American music scene in general would be like. Such a, such a huge influence.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thank you, uh, Chuck for that. Uh, good to know. Cardinals suck. Uh, yeah. We all know that you think that. And uh you're right, but we all know already. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh yeah. So next up we got "Dancing the blues. Uh, I hope you all enjoy this is uh the Roseland Melody Boys. Make them away, toys. Well, that was a great one. Dancing
1: the blues, the Roseland Melody Boys. Uh, well, uh, what do you think of that one, Chuck? Well, that was definitely um, a unique one compared to the rest of the lineup today. I um, I liked the fact that it was just three, um, the Roslyn Melody Boys, uh, Bob Fuller, uh, Lou Hopper, and Elmer Snowden. Those are those are some names. Um, Elmer Snowden was. uh, He played banjo, uh, but also um, he was an accomplished band leader uh, in his own right. Um, At one time in the 1920s, he had five bands playing under his name, um, playing with the likes of Count Basie, uh, Bubber Miley, Duke Ellington, and Chuck Webb. Um, Lou Hopper, um, who played piano, um, originally from Canada but raised in Ypsilanti, Michigan, um, home of Eastern Michigan University. He was the housed pianist for Ajax Records. I think most of these guys on that tune um, were with the Ajax label. And he accompanied uh, several blues and jazz artists in that era, um, including Lizzie Miles, uh, Martha Copeland, and Ethel Waters. Um, And then Bob Fuller, uh, saxophone and clarinet. Um, He he was part of at least 140 recordings um, from 1920 to 1928. But... Um, he left the music industry in the nineteen thirties after deciding to work in the prisons for the NYC Police Department. Um, so I'm gonna take this time to say um Hank Radio is an A cab show. Okay, um Thank you, Chuck. Mm-hmm.
0: The next one up is Saint Louis Tulu. No sorry, East Saint Louis Tutoloo. Uh Wait, by in uh, Illinois, I Yeah. Which um, is uh, by Duke Ellington and his orchestra. And I hope you all enjoy. Uh, That was a great one, I think. (laughs) East St. Louis, Toodaloo, I love the name of that one. Uh, You got some facts for us? Absolutely. Uh,
1: So that's uh, our Duke Ellington song for the week. Um, Duke Ellington and uh, Bubber Miley. Um, Bubber uh, was on trumpet for that one, and was really one of the backbones of Ellington's band from about 1923 to 1929. Um, And his solo uh, works, um, um, Bubber Miley's solo works can be heard on the songs uh... black and tan fantasy doing the voom voom um, and then the song we just heard uh... when it comes to working with duke ellington um, and he died in 1932 by tuberculosis. I had to throw one of those deaths in here at one point, because I think I do that every episode now. I just have to... This guy's dead. Um,
0: well, it's kind of obvious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Duke Ellington, on the other hand, um, I mentioned that baseball court earlier. We talked about uh, you playing baseball. Uh, Duke Ellington was born in Washington, D.C. in 1899. His l- first love was actually for the game of baseball. He did not want to play... Well, he he was fond of music, but... He loved playing baseball, and actually he recalled as a child that President Theodore Roosevelt uh, would stop and watch him and his friends play on the streets in Washington, uh, D.C., and his first job, uh, Duke Ellington's first job, was selling peanuts um, at the Washington Senators games, um, but it was after getting hit in the head with a bat during a game that his mom said, all right, you stick to your piano lessons no more baseball for you so there you go Duke Ellington Theodore Roosevelt baseball look it up it all actually happened and he actually had a baseball team he or he and his band would play baseball against other jazz bands or just you know play against other teams uh, whenever whenever they were traveling because they would be on the road these were like a this was like a pro wrestling schedule they would they would be on the road for at least 180 days a year. And so they would stop, and they would play baseball against the local team. Duke Ellington loved baseball. Nice. That's why, one of the reasons, he was also a great musician. That's one of the reasons we love Duke Ellington, because we love baseball, even if there's St. Louis involved. Yes. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, yeah, baseball's great. And uh, some great facts there. I did. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, like to imagine all the jazz people playing baseball, you know, yeah. and... Kev, Kev
1: Calloway had yeah. Teams. Like they I yeah.
0: I hope uh, I hope there's some jazz music playing while they played.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. Um, so next up is our last song, uh, which is "Steamboat Stomp" uh, with Jelly Roll Morton again and his Red Hot Peppers. I hope you enjoy. <laughs>
2: Man, come on, let's catch that boat. We'll be late. Oh, well, we got plenty of time to catch that boat. I got to get another hand. Get back at me and don't even know how to carry a mule without letting his legs hang down, you little tadpole. <laughs>
0: great one i think uh chuck
1: whatever some of our final facts for today well what else uh what can you say about jelly roll more than that ain't already been said um one of my favorite uh facts about jelly roll is he claimed to have invented jazz music in 1902 when he was 12 years old um and i think that really (laughs) tells you everything you need to know um (laughs) Uh, his, his arrogance and boisterousness kind of alienated him from um, a lot of his uh, contemporaries and peers. And because of that, not many people showed up to his funeral. Um, but the fact, so his name itself is uh, such an interesting um, fact about the man. So Jelly Roll Morton. Jelly Roll is a euphemism um, for female genitalia. But he chose the last name Morton because he didn't want to disgrace his actual family's last name. So oh. that's not his real last name. He chose Morton because his family was so devoutly religious that he didn't want to be people to know that they were associated with him. So he kind of, I don't know, he got it, but he also understood he had to go his own way. But you can't deny a jelly roll Morton stomp. So many good stomps. The Steamboat Stomp, which we heard, the Dr. Jazz Stomp, which we heard, the Black Bottom Stomp, which is a dance, the Kansas City Stomp, the Hyena Stomp, and the Billy Goat Stomp, and the, the stomp list goes on and on. We're just a fan of stomps on the show. But specifically, so to move past Jelly Roll for a moment, because we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Jelly Roll again on the show, I wanted to talk no about uh, Boyd Center, who, um, who uh, com- helped uh, Jelly Roll compose this song. Uh, Boyd was a musician and band leader. Uh, he kicked around the country for a while um, in its early days, uh, especially in the early 1920s. Um, and he, um, he was actually, his band was the first band to give Glenn Miller his start in 1922 when Glenn Miller was 17 years old. Um, so... That's, a again, everything's always connected, right? So you have a connection with Jelly Roll and Glenn Miller um, in this. Uh, He also helped kickstart the careers of the Dorsey Brothers um, before, and I love this. This is my favorite um, fact about Boyd Center. Um, So he did all that in the 20s, huge jazz influence, helped Glenn Miller get their start, the Dorsey Brothers. And then he settled down in northeast Michigan and opened a bait and tackle shop and did that until he died. So hats off to Boyd Center, living the dream.
0: (laughs) The American dream. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much all for listening. Thanks to Chuck for being here. Thanks to Phil and everyone else for uh, helping with. And also thank you to the uh, Boston Library for the songs.
1: And uh, you want to say something, Chuck? Uh, Be sure to uh, tune in tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, April 25th at 8.30 Eastern for your triple shot of Dick Tracy. Yes. Tune in retrostrange.com.
0: Yes, and also one more thing. Thank you to uh, Jess uh, for getting us food. <laughs> um, I just I think we got to put that out oh, there. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I'll we'll see. I'll see y'all next time. I uh, hope you enjoyed Hank Radio, and uh, yeah, see you later. Yeah. Bye.